You are listening to RudolfSteinerAudio.com. If you are listening to the podcast of this, it is located at RudolfSteiner.Podbean.com. Please consider becoming a patron. As well, there are two publishing houses, SteinerBooks.org in America and RudolfSteinerPress.com in England, who are the sole publishers of Steiner into English and have given me permission to do these recordings. Please consider patronizing them as well. You are listening to RudolfSteinerAudio.com. This is a reading of a a cycle of lectures and seminars on world economics entitled Rethinking Economics. This is part two, the fourth seminar, given in Dornach on August 3rd, 1922. Question. Can one still speak of value when something has achieved its purpose? What is the situation when something new enters into the economic process? Does the demolition of a house represent devaluation through human labor? Does this devaluation make any kind of sense or not? Can one speak only of devaluation resulting from human labor when no new values are created? Rudolf Steiner, express your opinion about this. Subjects will arise, for example, bituminous coal and lignite. A man could have the idea that simply as a substance, bituminous coal is a more valuable object than lignite, but then he would have to defend his thesis. Another would be the rather daring thesis that as a rule mechanical work does not increase the price. To this our esteemed listeners may have one or another objection. Then the question of value distribution and devaluation is not exhausted by bringing up exceptions, such as submarines. But it would be a matter of just referring to economically necessary devaluations caused by labor in the continuous life of the economy. Various Interpolated Questions Rudolf Steiner It is a question of whether, entirely in the sense of economics, one can or cannot speak of valuation and devaluation through work. If machines become devalued, that would be economic consumption. It is not a question whether the aim of some work is devaluation, but whether devaluations are necessary in the economic process that can be accomplished only by work. X. The devaluation of values through work is done for the purpose of subsequently putting higher values into place, parenthesis, intermediate values, close parenthesis. Rudolf Steiner. One can cite this as an example, but it is not entirely free from objections. A much simpler example is a quite ordinary one. If you work to wind thread onto a bobbin, then you have thereby created a product. It is produced by performing work, namely the winding of the thread, If I continue the work, then I must unwind it again. There both pieces of work are actually necessary. In intermediate work, it is necessary that work performed during a process has to be undone again. Question. Would the same apply to the storage of products elsewhere? Rudolf Steiner. At least it would apply when you move a train to another place. There you must take away the initial value in order to give the second one the correct value. If you have a train here, and you want to place it there, then you have caused a devaluation through the change in position. 
and such things are to be found everywhere. They would be devaluations that become necessary, and work is necessary to bring them about. Except that usually one does not notice them, but they are present everywhere. You only have to consider the one who shovels the coal into a locomotive. The fireman has to shovel it away again. If you want to hold fast only to the concepts, then you can say that that is a continuous process, but that would not be enough. Since here the continuous process cannot be performed directly, you would have to calculate what it would cost if I had provided the coal everywhere, compared to what it would cost if I always carry out a partial process and then have to destroy it again. Question. The packaging industry would also be an example? Rudolf Steiner. Yes, of course, a very striking example, one where you cannot really apply the concept of utilization and also not that of being used up through wear and tear, as with the sharpening of razors. There an article of value is used up, and that is a necessary kind of commercial work. The wear and tear only consists of something being made blunt, but in order to depreciate it completely, work is necessary. Question. To collect, sell, recast, and reuse old iron, can the recasting also be called a revaluation? Rudolf Steiner. That is equivalent to the revaluation of refuse. You could not call that a devaluation. Remark. But the one process is completed. Rudolf Steiner. Yes, and then I discover that I can again make valuable use of what lies there like a product of nature. The criterion must be there that human work is needed to bring about a devaluation. The melting down of iron is not really a process of demolition. Certainly there might be some doubt about it. One can interpret something in different ways. It could also be understood as a product of devaluation. Question. Devaluation through war, turning out grenades that are simply exploded? Rudolf Steiner. For the one who is not victorious... That is a devaluation. Question. Can one in any way consider war equipment as creating value in the economic sense? Rudolf Steiner. That can affect economics only in its results. The war industry does not create value so long as it only produces reserve stock. In that case, it actually is a destructive work, but one cannot really say a necessary one. Comment. What is used beyond the normal requirements, warfare implements, and so forth, after the war results in a deficit, for example? Rudolf Steiner It is interesting that the abnormal usage which occurs there has a kind of relationship with the usage of someone having private means in an economic community. This usage is accepted. If one wanted to completely justify it, today it would be fought against, of course, there is a certain justification for everything. The usage of the person of private means can be justified when the basic production is greater than can normally be consumed by the rest of the people. Under certain circumstances, the usage of the person of private means is good in order to bring about an economic balance. And from this point of view, there is an economic justification for the armed forces. The justification lies in that people say these things are there and can be produced. If there were no economic balance, then many people would be out of work 
if the armed forces did not consume without really being productive, for they actually produce nothing. Question. Can military economics be considered like the cauterizing of wheat or something similar? Rudolf Steiner. This idea is found in the school of Rodbertus. Defense is counted as a productive factor. There, it is a matter of whether one regards an economy with certain presuppositions or without them, or with other ones. Therefore, if one were to think that defense with armed forces was unnecessary, then they could be dispensed with. But a fire engine cannot be dispensed with because it meets a necessary need, just like breakfast. Whoever considers the armed forces to be absolutely necessary must look upon them as performing a necessary task. But then we have the beginning of a discussion about the question of consumption. One knows people who consider the strangest things as absolutely necessary. There the concepts of usage enter into the valuation, and they are variable. Question. Mechanical work, water power from turbines, for example, saves human labor. Is the valuation made as if the mechanical work was performed by human labor? Rudolf Steiner. Think of a set of scales that has arms of unequal length, so that if I hang a heavy weight on one arm, that I must adjust the weight on the other one. So, purely by its position, a very small weight can balance a very large one. It is the same with the economic distribution of such things that you have called mechanical work performance. The work to be performed becomes only relatively smaller, as with the set of scales. But you will always find a certain given quantum of actually performed work, also when it is mechanical. You cannot just get nature to do it. When you only want to lay a stone on something so that it does some work, you at least have to go to get it. You always have to put in a small amount of human labor. But these things do not belong to economics at all, where the situation functionally determines the relationship of work done with its achievement. Question. But mechanical work, per se, surely does not make products more costly. Rudolf Steiner. If you consider work in its full context, then you have to work out a quota everywhere. Question. How does devaluating work enter into the economic process? Rudolf Steiner. When you have a continuous economic process in which you have to cut costs, let us assume you have such a large shaving salon that you have to hire a special worker to sharpen the razors. Then, of course, you must enter the labor of this worker differently on the balance sheet than that of those workers doing the shaving. Looked at from the outside, it is, of course, also labor. But in the economic process, it is entered differently, namely as a negative item. Question. What then happens with work that devalues? That is really a gift, because there are no proceeds. Rudolf Steiner. Except that the prior indications are different. It is the same everywhere. If you have a creation of value that you designate as positive in the continuous economic process, then you must designate a devaluation as negative while you put in zero when nothing happens. Comment. When a new machine replaces a process, then the product becomes cheaper, simply because work is saved. Whether it is value-creating or devaluing work makes no difference. Rudolf Steiner. 
Yes, the situation is such that you can, in effect, always achieve the same thing. For that reason, it still always remains an element in creating value and in devaluation. It is a matter of course, when you extract a number from it, that a positive one will result if a machine is to be used at all. The question to be asked is literally this, whether it is necessary to expend work for putting an end to something, that is, for the devaluation of values that had already been realized in the economic process. Question not recorded. Rudolf Steiner. In order to dispel any unclear concepts, it will be necessary to carefully consider that cup of tea, the drinking of which is supposed to be economic work. Objection. I cannot allow that to be considered as work. The criterion for work is lacking. Further remark. When one takes in nourishment, for example, then one surely creates the value in oneself that enables one to do more work just as when one makes machines that are meant to create values. Rudolf Steiner But it is not possible to include what happens in the human being in the economy. That would lead to the discovery of Marxist theory. However, the gentleman must have been thinking of something else. You must somehow have in mind that drinking a cup of tea could provide economic value, and therefore is work in the economic sense. Comment If a man who works with his head is supported by economic values, then the preliminary result will be that he can eat and be intellectually fresh and alert. This result will at first remain within his personality, but that is not all. The results will irradiate the economic process. They will be what is emanating from him. Rudolf Steiner But they cannot be incorporated in the economic process just like that, unless something is added. You cannot regard drinking a cup of tea as productive. The cup of tea would be considered as an economic question only if you wanted to produce something. If, besides your usual nourishment, you were to drink a cup of tea and consequently were able to work more than you could without the cup of tea, then the question would be whether one could conceive this to be an economic achievement. Comment Because I consume tea, it can be harvested in the colonies. I am really devaluing it when I make it possible once more for new economic values to be generated. Rudolf Steiner If you want to determine economic values in a positive sense, then you are on a different level when you bring up the question of the extent consumption is necessary in order to carry on the economic process. That is a question that really has nothing to do with economics as such. Comment I want to put the devaluation that consists in having drunk a cup of tea so that one can do work again on the same level as the example of the doctor and the shoemaker. The one who picks the tea performs work and I drink the tea. The tea picker helps to make it again possible for me to do work. Rudolf Steiner If the question is put like that, then because of the tea picking, our economic value comes from the nature product tea. That is the creation of an economic value. But with the drinking of the tea, will an economic value arise or disappear in the same way? X. It will disappear, will be devalued. Y. I would say the value is changed. Rudolf Steiner. You cannot really accomplish this change. Then you would have to designate every consumption, every expenditure merely as turnover. Comment. 
a turnover of energy. Take the process of drinking tea. You drink it up. Then you have allowed this value that was created there to disappear from the economic process. That is unquestionable. Rudolf Steiner. Then we leave the realm of economics and enter that of natural science. There you are dealing with a nature process that no longer belongs to economics. Then as far as I am concerned, you might even be strengthened by the tea. I will presume that and perform an economic task. This, as such, is not yet of value, but becomes so when you apply it to a nature product. And now, once again, a creation of economic value begins in the moment when you approach the nature product. The question does not arise with the creation of value, whether you have now become stronger or not, but the creation of value begins only after you have been strengthened. Therefore, what occurs in you because of drinking the tea is not what you bring into the economic process, even if you become an athlete as a result of the tea drinking. This nature process must be excluded, just like the value of soil and ground. Of course, you can include it. Then it is analogous to the inclusion of earthworms in the economic process without using human labor to do it. When the earthworms go through the field they make it fertile. You cannot include that in the economic process. Just try to follow this and what happens further. You will then see that if one were to regard it as creating value when you become stronger through consumption, then one would enter into an economic system where work by itself is already creating value. This it does only in connection with nature or the human spirit. It is not possible to achieve something in economics when you take processes inherent in the human being or in nature into the economy. Question. How then would one look upon donations? Rudolf Steiner. I may speak of a donation as a devaluation because I cannot yet speak of economics so long as I see only human capacities for which I can use the donation. When I give a stipend, I first allow this value to disappear in the economic process until it reappears again. Comment. One can almost see how the donation would continue to work. Rudolf Steiner. What continues to work depends on such factors that absolutely defy any attempt to determine them. Otherwise, you would have to include diligence in economics, for example. But diligence would be a fictitious value in economics. Not merely fictitious, but even impossible. If I had a workshop, let us say, from a moral point of view, I would rebuke my workers when they were lazy. From an economics point of view, I would only rebuke them when they did not produce anything for me. From that point of view, I am concerned only about what they produce. Morally, I am concerned about whether they are diligent or lazy. Question. Can one... Speak of work only where there is division of labor in the economy? Rudolf Steiner. One can speak of work in the economic sense only when there is a beginning of reciprocity for one another in the work. Question. Could one speak of work in a primitive economy? Rudolf Steiner. One can do so, but only when one takes into account that the father does a particular job, that he consumes along with his wife, sons, and daughters that his daughters again perform other work, and so on, and therefore they are working for each other. Question. Then how does one really arrive at a concept of work? Rudolf Steiner. 
it is very easy to arrive at a concept of work in relation to economics. You arrive at it when you have a product of nature before you that has been changed through human activity for the purpose of being consumed. Question. Whether or not it is consumed, is that of any consequence? Rudolf Steiner. It must at least be made capable of being consumed, because then it has value. Question. Must one then also always look upon the nature product or object when value is created through the intellectual organization of work? Or must one determine whether there is an object on which the organized work has been performed? Rudolf Steiner. You cannot look at an object here, because in the particular case you are concerned with, there may possibly not be any fixed object. The intellect can deal merely with the arrangement and organization of the work. Then in some circumstances one is not dealing with any object. Question. Then that does not fall within the concept of work? Rudolf Steiner. That is a secondary concept. Work is that human activity that is performed in order to make a nature product consumable. In the context of economics, that is work. This you must now regard as the ultimate concept. Now the intellect can come along and organize the work. But in the course of things, that which you now want to grasp as a coherent economic process can simply separate itself from the nature product. It can consist in the mere organization, the mere arrangement of the work. Question. But if the devaluation through work is added? Rudolf Steiner. Devaluation is only negative for value. You do not go back with respect to making things consumable. You only go back with respect to the distribution of value. Comment. With respect to making things consumable, one is surely going back from a higher process to a lower one. Rudolf Steiner. First, you wind up the spool. That requires work. There you have created value. And now you unwind the spool. There you destroy the value. But if you consider this situation, you will find that a consumable product has been created up to the point of its destruction, and afterward the final aim of the work is again a consumable product. As far as the work is concerned, it is a matter of making something given by nature consumable. If you have under-consumption, then you need so and so many procedures in order to let them be consumed by other procedures. In this process of consumption, where devaluation has to take place, unnecessary work is performed. Comment. Needless work just has to be designated as work because its product has been brought to the point of being able to be consumed. Rudolf Steiner. If you want to have the concept of economic work, then you must define it like that. But this concept is not yet a value. Only the work is defined. Economics is not concerned at all with bringing about economic work, but it is concerned with creating values. X. One who is teaching also performs work. Rudolf Steiner. That is a question that is actually not so easily answered. X. I mean free intellectual cultural activity? Rudolf Steiner. That belongs in the realm of devaluation, but not devaluation through work. X. But the person is producing for the future. For this purpose the individual is performing work. Rudolf Steiner. 
There we get the possibility to pursue the concept of work ever further. Of course, one must designate education as an economic value in the highest degree. But it is a question, when one begins to imagine the concept of work in the economic process, whether one can then still retain anything of this concept if one calls education work. Of course, work is already done in that those who teach, speak, walk around, and wear themselves out. Some kind of work is performed. But that is not what flows into the economic process. Their organizing activity, which is not even related to what they do as work, is what flows into that. Consequently, the work of education is such a different one. A fidget can do a lot of work with fidgeting. Another can also do a lot of work by thrashing. But the one who gives instruction with a certain quiet rhythm will also do work. But this is not what enters into the economic process. Rather, it is that individual's free intellectual activity. Comment. Also, in doing their work, some make a great effort but achieve very little, and others make very little effort and achieve a great deal. Rudolf Steiner. We also already have work that is relatively liberating. On the one hand, we have work that is actually tied to the object. This becomes ever freer from the object. In free intellectual activity, it is entirely detached from the object. And what such a person works is irrelevant. The work of teachers is not that for the economic process, which continues to be possible for them in the economic process. Their authority, their education, everything else is economically possible, only not what they do as work. Question. Why is the free intellectual activity losing its value? Rudolf Steiner. It is devaluating in the sense that what is created in the form of values on the one hand is taken away by it again. The Romans had a very subtle instinctive economy. It was one appropriate for a different folk character in that they spoke not only of bread but of bread and games. And they included both bread and games in what from their standpoint should be part of the social organism. They reasoned that just as when I make a loaf of bread it has to disappear again, which it really must, so must the work available for bread production actually disappear again in the social process through what is expended as work in order to do the games. It is a mutual devouring, as everywhere where there is an organism there is a reciprocal building up and demolishing. So also here. You can therefore actually see how the intellectual activity performed on the one side does not continue the process but brings it back. Therefore I have always described it as a circular process, nature, labor, capital. Nature, labor and capital returns to itself again and the whole process is completed when it has returned to nature once again. Question. Can one also include private economic work in the concept of economics? Rudolf Steiner, one must do so, in private business most certainly. Objection. What I mean is that I cannot include private work in the concept of economics. Rudolf Steiner, that arises from the fact that here there is a lack of clarity in the word. This lack of clarity is because one already calls economics a collection of private businesses. One needs to have a superior concept. Question. Is work only the activity directed toward a particular object 
in order to make it consumable. Rudolf Steiner, that is so. In economics one has the task, I would say, not merely to make abstract philosophical definitions. It is possibly something that one can well do as a philosophical way to pass the time or as a training, but in economics it is not a matter to develop correct concepts, but concepts that can be applied. Especially such people as the economist Lawrence von Stein have developed wonderful, wonderfully penetrating concepts, but a great number of them are of interest only to philosophers of economics. They have no application to economics. The end of Seminar 4